0: Welcome to episode 66 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast, Stop Believing These 12 Independent Retail Business Myths, Part 2. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Like I mentioned in episode 65, my intention for this two-part episode is to debunk some retail and small business myths. Simple as that. And I just want to say the response and the feedback I've received so far about episode 65 has been fantastic. So it must have really resonated with you, and I appreciate every post in our group and the messages I'm getting. I want to make sure that I say thank you. It's really important. So instead of a shopkeeper shout-out today, I want to share that moving forward, starting with this podcast episode... If you take a few minutes or even just one minute to submit a podcast review on the Apple Podcast app, I'm going to pick one reviewer every month out of everyone who submits a review to win a 30-minute call with me. I'll help answer any of your business questions during that 30-minute call. I still plan on doing my shopkeeper shout outs in every episode and sometimes I mix it up. Sometimes it's a podcast review and sometimes it's just someone who I think I, I really deserves a mention and a shout out. I'll still do that every week and every episode. So make sure if you do um, complete a review for this podcast to include your name and or shop name at least so I can find you online, we can tag you in the show notes. And then of course I know how to get a hold of you if you win that 30-minute call. Also, be sure to listen to the end of this episode to learn about a new program I'm opening up to a limited number of store owners. I'll talk about it at the end of this episode, but let's go ahead and get started. If you heard episode 65, then you heard the first six myths I shared, and we're gonna move on to number seven. And number seven is, business owners can't share personal beliefs. This was definitely proven wrong in 2020. Businesses and business owners who are strong and confident in their beliefs came front and center last year. And I saw some businesses handle this extremely well with class and confidence. And one of our group members, Kate, she said that she thought that sharing your personal beliefs through your shop was too polarizing. That was the myth that she believed too. But in 2020, she learned that you can stand up for what you believe in as a person through your business. And I understand that this isn't for every business owner, but Kate feels differently and Kate's doing her own thing. And I give total credit to anyone who makes that decision. There are plenty of business owners like Kate that debunked this myth in 2020. Myth number eight, use keystone pricing for everything. And I'm sure I think I probably should have looked before, but I am pretty sure I've mentioned this several times, or at least on social media, and without a doubt, I talk about this in master shopkeepers. But Keystone pricing is the practice where you simply double the wholesale price of products in your store to come up with your retail price. So you pay 10 dollars for a product and you sell it for 20. It's not I guess the myth isn't this pra- the practice itself. Because we use keystone pricing on some of the products in our own store, the myth is that you should use keystone pricing on everything in your store. If you do this, there's a chance that you're hurting your business. There are lots of factors that should be taken into consideration when you're pricing, like demand, perceived value, seasonality, and a few other things. You might even price some items in your store at less than Keystone, and some retailers even price below wholesale. Those are called loss leaders. The concept is that a loss leader will generate enough demand or foot traffic in your store because your customers really want those products, and then they'll buy other things to compensate for the the lack of profit margin on those loss leaders. And hopefully, you're pricing lots of products above Keystone. I wrote a blog post on this topic a couple years ago. We'll link it in the show notes. But again, I just want to say that there's this myth that when you start a retail business, that everything should just be 2 x And that's not the truth. So really be strate- strategic, if I can say the word, about your pricing. All right, myth number nine, it's okay not to pay yourself. So many of you know I feel very passionately about this, and I've written a blog post on this topic, and my second podcast episode covered this as well. I will say every business owner is going to be different and do what feels good to you, but if there's that inner kind of inner feeling within you or that tug, that you feel like you should be paying yourself, or that you want to pay yourself, this is the person I'm speaking to. And I have pot, I think I have a blog post on this topic, and we'll go ahead and link the show notes with the episodes where I covered this topic before. But I share many reasons why you should be paying yourself, and I continue to feel the same way. And I'm going to list them. It's the same thing I mentioned in episode two, but in case you haven't caught episode two yet or you didn't go all the way back and binge them all like some of you do, I just want to quickly list the five reasons. It's because obviously you work hard and you deserve it. That's probably a common sense one. Uh, Number two is paying yourself as an incentive. I find that we set a salary goal and when I set a salary goal and meet it, I work even harder at figuring out how to increase my salary. It's like a challenge. Uh, Number three, tax advantages. And I am not a financial expert, but I do recommend working with an accountant, a CPA to determine any potential tax benefits. Number four, it's a good habit. If you're paying yourself, then this means you're most likely looking at and even more importantly understanding your numbers and this is always a good idea in business right and then number 5 which i think is an important one is it forces you off the hamster wheel and what i mean by that is i'm talking about the shopkeepers who run a business the first year and they think okay i'm just going to keep reinvesting in my business and that's that's great if that's what you want to do or if you want to apply any profit towards debt i'm all for that too but it's when This practice starts to become a habit. And now you're your fifth year in business or your seventh year in business and you're still constantly reinvesting. I want you to get off that hamster wheel. And when you start to pay yourself, even if it's a small percentage of your monthly revenue, it's going to force you to get off of that hamster wheel. And again, we'll link episode two in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by Flowdesk. Email marketing shouldn't be so hard. That's what I thought for years when I struggled using another software program to design and send emails for my retail store. Then Flowdesk came along. Now it's so easy to design and send beautifully branded emails to our customers that convert into sales. I also use Flowdesk to send the Savvy Shopkeeper newsletter. Flowdesk is a woman-owned company and the software is in beta, which means they're still new and building some features, but personally, I have loved it. If you have an email list of over a thousand or more subscribers and you send emails to your customers pretty regularly, you know the monthly price for email marketing can add up. At this time, Flowdesk is offering unlimited subscribers and unlimited emails for $38 a month but I have a special offer for you. You can have unlimited subscribers and send unlimited emails for only $19 a month. To get half off the monthly price of $38, yes, it's only $19 a month, visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Flowdesk for a special link. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Flowdesk, F-L-O-D-E-S-K. Number 10 is more inventory equals more revenue. Ooh, this is a good one. (laughs) The more inventory you have, the more money you make is not true. Being overstocked can actually break a retail business. You know, all joking aside, it really can drown a business. And it could be that you're either overbuying or... I want you to pause and listen because I think this is really important for the the person who does this to hear this. You're either overbuying or you're hoarding, and this is where you have a hard time discounting or letting go of stale merchandise. Your business risks drowning and or results in lower profit margins when you do this, and I don't want this for you. This is why knowing how to calculate inventory turnover is important and why working on your mindset is equally important. I have a good episode coming up on that. But you can listen to episode 20 for more on this topic, or if you're a lab or master shopkeeper member, there are lessons about inventory turn in the lab. So you'll go to guides, the guides in the group, and under guide number six, there's a turn lesson from January of this year. If you're a Master Shopkeepers member, there's actually a more in-depth inventory turn class or inventory turnover, whatever you want to call it. You'll also go to guides in the Master Shopkeepers group and go to Guide 17 for that full one-hour lesson. Okay, myth number 11, high rent is the norm. This is another myth that I want to break badly. Retail store owners have been taught that high rent is just normal. It's just the way it is. And yes, high rents do exist. And for some high-end retailers or high-revenue-generating retailers, it makes sense financially. But for many micro-retailers, this is a bad myth to believe. And this is one metric you should know. Your rent shouldn't be more than 6 to 10% of your annual revenue. So let's say, for example, your store generates $200,000 a year. And again, this is just an example. It doesn't matter even if your store generates $50,000 in revenue. I'm just using the two hundred k mark as an example. But if your store generates $200,000 a year in revenue, your rent should be about anywhere between $1,000 or $1,600 a month. And here's a simple calculation if you want to figure this out for yourself. You're going to take your total annual revenue, that's all of the sales that you make in a year, and you're going to multiply by 0.06. And this is the low end of my recommendation. I like to keep people at like the 6% mark if possible because that means you're going to profit more. But again, let me start over because I went off on a tangent. Take your annual revenue, multiply by 0.06, and this will give you the total rent for the year that you should be paying. If your yearly rent is more, then you'll want to start making some changes. And if it's less, then go ahead and give yourself a high five. And again, let's say you wanted to multiply it times 0.10 for the 10%, that works too. Anywhere between 6 and 10% is a really healthy place for a small brick-and-mortar retail store owner to be in terms of rent. The ratio of rent they pay to the annual revenue that they generate. I am firm on this. If you listen to the Retail Profit Pie episode, you'll understand why. And we'll also link that episode in the show notes. I'm referring back to a lot of lessons previously taught. So the point is, or one of the points here, is to stop overpaying the commercial building owners who are most likely already wealthy, right? (laughs) I want you to reap some of the benefits of your own hard work. Along this line, I want to make sure I mention and give a shout out to the retailers in our groups who own their own buildings. That's such a boss move. But I should add that if you're paying a mortgage, you should be using this metric too. All right. Myth number 12, more sales. This is the last one, but not the least. More sales equals more profits. I've seen shopkeepers in awe or maybe even envious of other shopkeepers who generate, I don't know, 5, 10, 20 times as much revenue as they're generating. But there's an important lesson here, and I want you to pause to listen to this one too. I want you to stop multitasking just for one minute, because more revenue does not necessarily mean more profit. You have no idea what's going on in the back end of a business that you might be envious of. And then that kind of shows you're envious of them for no reason. And this is why. I've seen shopkeepers who generate half a million in revenue in a year, and they are not profiting or paying themselves. And there's no judgment there. It's just that they haven't quite figured out what to do in order to put themselves in that position. But there are store owners out there who generate half a million and maybe even a million dollars in annual revenue who still aren't paying themselves or profiting. In the same breath, I can say that I've seen plenty of shopkeepers who generate 100 k in revenue in a year, and they do both. They're profiting and paying themselves. Talk about a mic drop, right? So there are two lessons here. Don't judge a book by its cover. And then the second one is learn what I refer to as the back end of your business so that no matter what your revenue is, you're profitable. In my one-on-one coaching, I do deep dives and educational sessions with store owners so that they can learn how to truly understand what's going on in their business and make decisions that will help them become profitable, but more importantly, grow. Because that's the one thing I'm finding a lot of store owners want to do. They want to figure out how to grow their business. So if you feel an urge or tug to do any of the following, pay yourself, profit, and or grow. Hopefully it's all three. But the financials scare you. I have one bit of advice for you. Stepping into the discomfort is never fun. I get it. But my advice is to step into the discomfort. I know. You're all kind of cringing. Um, And that's exactly what my one-on-one clients do. They cringe a little, like, oh gosh, is she really gonna make me do this? Well, I don't make them do this. I think they realize on their own that it's something that they wanna do. This episode is brought to you by Gusto. Gusto is a payroll software system for small businesses that makes it easy to add new hires, calculate and withhold taxes, process payroll for employees and contractors, and stay compliant. Even better, Gusto is affordable for small retail business owners. If you're looking to hire and you're overwhelmed by what to withdraw, how to calculate it, what paperwork you need to file, Gusto makes it really easy to manage payroll. The system does it all for you. If you want more like time tracking, workers' compensation benefits, or other benefits for employees, Gusto offers those services too. We all learned in 2020 the value of payroll employees versus subcontractor employees particularly when we applied for federal assistance programs or local and national grants. If you know it's time to build a team of payroll employees or you're frustrated with your current payroll provider and you want to try Gusto for one month free, visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Gusto for a special link. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Gusto, G-U-S-T-O. So over the past year, I've seen a recurring pattern with some of the one client, one-on-one client, clients I've been working with. They want this. They want to work more efficiently. They want to implement systems, and they really want to understand their data. They want to understand how to read their profit and loss statement, and they want to understand what to do with the information they get from their inventory systems so that they can start making better decisions for themselves and their business And then I realized that if the majority of my one-on-one clients are needing to figure out the same things, and I'm teaching each of them the same things, then how can I teach these practices to a group? How can I serve more shopkeepers at one time? So I'm really, really excited to share some news. I created a small group coaching program where I'll teach you how to work less, profit more, and grow in 12 weeks. I had one client that I did this work with. I'm currently still working with her. Um, But she said she tried to Google. She tried to find a program. She even tried to find a book to help her do the things that we've been working on, and she couldn't find it. This woman is a longtime writer, and she spent many years being a journalist, so she knows how to research. I pride myself on my research, too. And I personally experienced this as well, again, which is why I started Savvy Shopkeeper. But even with all of her research, she still couldn't find what she was looking for until someone told her about this podcast and she booked me for one-on-one sessions. And after our last call, where she learned how to really understand her, the information in her profit and loss statement, She used the word empowering. She said it was empowering and I could see the expression on her face like she was ready to go. She was ready to roll. Like it all clicked and started to make sense. If you're a brick and mortar store owner who has your bookkeeping in place and an inventory management system in place, but you don't know how to analyze the data, you don't understand the information, your eyes start to cross when you look at it all. If you're tired of being on a hamster wheel, if you're ready to be empowered by your data, if you want your business to grow, but you're frustrated because you don't know how, then this is why I built this program. Like, really, it's why I built this program. And I want to add, too, that this program won't have more than 15 participants. Like, I really want to keep it small so that I can focus on every business owner in the group and what they need during the 12-week period. Again, the size of your business doesn't matter. You do need to have some systems in place, and I find that a lot of these shopkeepers do. They just don't know what to do with it. What really matters is your determination. My one-on-one clients who are willing to step into the discomfort, invest in themselves, and dedicate some time to get this done are the clients who really start to transform themselves in their businesses. So this is a 12-week program where we will have weekly Zoom calls. I'll be teaching a lesson. We're going to have some hot seat coaching sessions where I actually work one-on-one during the call with members, because what happens is we can all really learn from each other during hot seat coaching calls like that. We'll have Q&As. And in order to make sure the program is a good fit for you, I created an application. Super simple. I just want you to know before you move forward with this program, I want you to know what to expect and what you need to have in place before you join. But we'll be sure to link the program in the show notes I think it's only going to be open. I don't have a date, of course, in my hand. It's only going to be open for about 10 to 14 days, so I highly recommend you apply. And for the first seven who pay in full for the program, you're going to get an additional one-hour, one-on-one call with me, and that's valued at $200 just for that one-hour call. So the last thing that I want to mention is you can either take the long road and Google for answers over the course of a few years like I did, and become frustrated that you can't find what you're looking for. Waste money and time, or we can fast track this entire process and give you the tools and lessons you need in only three months. I promise that this will be a judgment-free zone, that you'll be enlightened, and like my one client said, you'll be empowered and that you'll be years ahead of where I was on my journey. So go ahead and apply. I highly, if this all feels like something for you, I highly encourage you to apply. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, you can visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 66. If you want to apply for the program, you can do that in the Shopkeepers Academy. You'll see the product listing for the program. It's work less, profit more and grow. Again, it's a coaching program and you'll go to shopkeepersacademy.com. Okay. So don't forget, if you leave a review on the podcast on the Apple podcast app, I'll draw one winner each month for a 30 minute coaching call with me. And man, this is another one of those episodes where I feel like I had to take a deep breath. I know I talk really fast. Maybe next episode I'll slow down. But these myths, I have to say, these myths had me like riled up and I was so ready to talk about them. And I wonder if that's why episode 65 struck such a chord with many of you. So thank you for listening. I appreciate you being here. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.